Hi, everybody. This is Chris from Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars. Um, hi. I have no intro today, so let's just get into it. Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's a... Here we are, Season 2, Episode 9. Picture this. Picture this. I, a full disclosure, I watched this earlier this week, so I usually record right after I watch. This one is a little bit uh, a little bit later, so we'll see. And also, my mic's acting weird, so I don't know if I'm going to sound differently t- this week. Uh, but we're just going to roll with it. You know what? This is a home... This is a no no cost... Well, it's not no cost, but it's a very low-cost production here, so we're just going to we're just gonna keep moving. I appreciate the previously on more and more because it's kind of like a who's who of what we need to remember. Uh, we have to remember the Hastings Hockey Stick of Doom. Hastings Hockey Stick of Doom. It's apparently our trophy for season two here. I'm going to say here right now, we're, the show is really making us focus on this hockey stick. I think it's going to be turn out to be nothing. I think we're spinning our wheels with this dumb hockey stick. I think it's going to be completely nothing. We remember that uh, Buttercream threw the ho- hockey stick of doom into the fire. Uh, we get a quick clip of Mike versus Chaz. Chaz is, gets a second appearance on this show. Hooray for Chaz. Mike exploding. Uh, we see Hannah talking to the uh, private investigator, who we actually get confirmation this week, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Emily and the Burn Cream, which we also theory confirmed. Very proud of that. Uh, Hannah and her dad, we reminded that that's still kind of a, a thing in the air. Not that I think the show would make us forget, but we were very obviously remem- reminded that Allison was, in theory, buried alive. Holy shit. Uh, back to the hockey stick. And then the missing page five. We're missing a page five from the uh, coroner's report. We start out here, uh, Ezra and Arya, in bed. I have to be honest, everybody. I was kind of teased in previous episodes, as you may recall, about my uh, innocent thinking that these two were merely just uh, smooching. No, we have confirmation. They are for sure in bed. Ha ha ha. Maybe not. Because uh, then it turns out, wait, it's Jason in bed with her and then oh it's a sex dream that she was having the alarm wakes her up uh and she's very uncomfortable about this uh, we cut to the hospital spencer hannah and emily are all wearing these nurses outfits which allison wore in season one confirming she's alive of course now emily's in on this um and they're still looking for this page five they're trying to find this page five and they can't seem to find it and they're we're back on jason uh jason had the hockey stick uh so they're talking about this and I said to myself, wasn't this in Allison's room, though? Didn't they establish that Allison had it in her room and not Jason? Anyway, they still think Jason has something to do with this. They're very freaked out. So they're down in the uh, mortuary area uh, outside the door. The, the elevator opens, and Jenna is escorted through the hallway by a medical staff professional. Uh, she name-checks something called Cape May. I just wrote it down. You know, this show tends to plant seeds and then grows into a very horrible tree uh, episodes later so i just wrote down cape may just in case that comes up again this is its first time being mentioned and they're talking about some sort of surgery that they're going to do for her some, some sort of transplant that might give her her sight back and the first thing she's going to do i guess is go to this cape may and check it out so all three liars are like what cut to hannah's cream theory is confirmed emily is throwing out all the creams because the cream apparently was injected with this hgh there we go folks Theory confirmed and so again, so again, I was thinking to myself, I do believe Allie had to tell Emily via the A route about the creams that were sabotaged. For some reason, she couldn't do it directly, which I understand. And then I had this other thing. Now, I may be going back on myself because maybe we were absolutely 
proven this is true, but they just assume Ian took all these videos, the, the videos that they found in the thumb drive that Allison hid in that storage locker, that Emily found the key or whatever in her room. They assume that Ian shot all these. Do we know that for sure? Is that 100% the truth? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, so Emily's throwing all the cream out. So someone was breaking in and either injecting in the, um, you know, house or swapping out what Emily bought with these HGH laced burn creams or whatever cream she had. Uh, and then Hannah wants to keep on to one cream and Emily's like, yeah, they might, you know, who knows? It might be injected too. H Ashley comes in and asks Hannah, hey, hey, call your dad. Call your freaking dad. And he's like, whatever. Um, and a Emily can't eat. She's, she's just that upset, which I get, right? And then there's a little there's a little idea expressed here. We can't let A control us, which unfortunately that's been happening for two and a half seasons so far. And then um, here's here's something that I you know every now and then some things don't quite land for me. A sends a text to Emily. Actually, Emily's whole subplot this episode kind of kind of I don't know kind of weak. The text says, "Reminder: I own you." Dash A, and there's a photo of some sort of HGA HGH test result, right? So I think this is Noel, right? Noel found out, as they do, that his A plan was foiled. But what does this really what does this really mean? I, I just don't I just don't I just don't see why Emily would be scared of this. I So let's say this let's say this HGH test is is quote goes viral as is said later. Like who who even knows what that who even knows what that means? Do they go to the press? Well they can't go to the press because they're A. They would need to find source. So there's going to be a viral image of, of a random blood test, and that's supposed to be enough to kick her off the teams or whatever. And then we never find out in this episode. We never find out what Ren did. We never find out what the hospital did. Further confirming that he's in on this somehow. So I'd, yeah, this is all very it's all very shaky ground to me. And but Emily reacts to it as you do uh, when you're on here. Like uh, oh, this is bad. I don't think it's that bad. Actually, I think this is a very empty threat. But you know, again, I'm not there. Cut to school. Uh, why did Mike break into... <laughs> That's right. So we, <laughs> uh, we cut to school. We cut to school. Uh, and, and Emily and Arya are having a chat. And Emily's like, you need to find out why Mike broke into my garage. Which is very, very valid. There's a lot going on. But, you know, that is her concern. I get it. It just was very funny how, I don't know, it was presented. I don't know. Just like, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, A just texted me. Nothing like nothing like that, right? Nothing like that. just like, hey, find out why Mike broke into the garage. Fair, 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 fair. Jason walks by and waves like he is ten years old at Arya. It's very I don't know if it's cute or creepy or a little bit of both, but uh, anyway, he's there to teach uh, a class about substance abuse, which we found out a few episodes ago. Emily's like, WTF? Arya's like, hey, it's cool. I kind of like him. Um, and then she tells Arya. Arya tells Emily about her Jason sex dream. And then they really, they really, they're like, oh, wait, aren't you dating Ezra? Like, they, they, they did that thing where they pretended it was a real thing. Arya is very pro-Jason, as we all know. And Emily is definitely very worried about Jason. And Emily throws in like a little subtle insult here, which I really love. She said, you're always trying to fix things. And I, and I think she's saying Arya is a, is a guy fixer that Jason seems hurt, right? Or, or recovering over something, obviously the loss of his sister, etc. And that Arya's attraction could be that she thinks she can heal him. And in this moment, you, we finally see it. Arya is downing her relationship with Ezra. It's taken us, you know, how many episodes? Over 30 for her to see that maybe, maybe dating someone closer to her age might be better in, for many reasons. 
Emily's suggestion, however, is to maybe reconnect with Ezra. You know, whatever may be going on, maybe just a matter of reconnecting with him. Um, and then Ari asks Emily to uh, uh, not tell anybody about this, any, uh, any of all this, which is like, yeah. And Emily, though, says, she says, she will keep her mouth shut as long as Arya stays away from Jason. A very interesting threat. Not a threat, but just a, a deal. Uh, you know, this is pretty little liars. We know that's not going to happen. Uh, we cut to uh, Ashley and Hannah, a quick phone call. Ashley's like, hey, call Tom. He needs to uh, have a chat about Hannah being a bridesmaid in, their, in the wedding. And Hannah's like, hell no. And Ashley's like, it's a nice gesture. Uh, but Isabel needs to talk to Hannah about being a bridesmaid. Awkward. Awkward, awkward, awkward. Uh, cut to lunchtime. They're all talking about Jenna. I know I know. it's like forced perspective and everything. It is funny that Jenna is literally within the shot and you see them basically a table over talking about Jenna. But apparently Jenna doesn't hear this. I don't believe that. They're talking about her cornea transplant. And all four of them are talking about how horrible it'll be when Jenna can see again. Uh, you know, never mind the fact that they were partially responsible for the Firecracker of Doom, although I placed the majority of the blame on Allison. They were like, boy, this will be bad for us. And I thought for a second, are they, I said to myself, what are they talking about here? Are they considering stopping this surgery? That would be absolutely wild. Absolutely wild. They would be, they are Jenna's, <laughs> they are Jenna's A, uh, you know, for sure. I guess they're worried that with Jenna can see, she would have a gun and shoot them, which is very, obviously a very serious uh, concern. At the same time, if Jenna could, you know, have the surgery to have a better life for herself, all other issues aside, it is kind of a, a messed up thing to discuss. But hey, you know, maybe there's no good, maybe there's no heroes here. <laughs> I don't know. Cut to De Laurentiis' house. Yeah, so I think, uh, I cut to De Laurentiis' house, and I forgot why, why does Spencer run over there? Maybe she's just being snoopy. Uh, very good chainsaw audio. Congrats to the uh, post producer on that one. I thought there's a chainsaw going on outside my house, but she there's a tree falling there, which made me think of the tree stump from season one. So maybe Jason did that. Uh, I don't know. Interesting consideration. Um, and then Jason's talking to some random dude, and there's some sort of locked shed. Some sort of locked shed, and the guy's like, do I go in here? And he's like, hey, 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 get out of here. Spencer's like, I gotta get in there. And my first thought was, I turned out to be very wrong, that that's where Allison is hiding out. Uh, but Jason suspiciously looks around, uh, locks the door, and puts the key above the door frame. Spencer sees all this. Okay? Cut to uh, Emily and Samara. They, they spooch, and they are at Hannah's household. Right? So they're talking about uh, hanging out later, and apparently, for whatever reason, their spot is in, you know, not possible, and Ashley happens to be there. And Ashley says, you know what? You can you can have your friends over here. That's totally fine. So Samara and her friends are going to come over to Hannah's house, which is now Emily's house. You need to come up with a name for that. Hamily? Emilana. Uh, anyway, they're coming to Hannah slash Emily's house later on, and um, so nice. Ashley is so, so awesome. She she pulls Emily's side and says, look, while you're staying here, feel free to have the same privileges I guess my own daughter would have. And she wants her to be comfortable here, not just as, you know, herself, but also being herself. You understand, implying that, you know, Ashley is cool with everything. Like, she's she's not Pam. And to be, uh, to go from Pam to this, I, I can't imagine what Emily was feeling at that moment. Ashley does remind her, though, there's no girl, girlfriends allowed in the bedroom, much like the Hannah rule, friends only. And... And, and, and Ashley asks her, like, how will I know the difference if, if this girl is a friend of yours or a, quote, girlfriend? And Emily says, she'll let her know. It's a, it was a very positive conversation. And you really felt like Ashley had Emily's back there in many, many ways. It was very nice. Cut to Hollis, uh, Arya, and Ezra. And things are getting spicy. I guess this is uh, Arya's attempt to reconnect. <laughs> she starts to do some spicy stuff. And then she tries to lock the door. And, and, and Ezra's like, uh, the door doesn't lock. 
that that's a huge thing. It seems to be a, a trend in this entire town, right? Uh, she takes off her shirt, uh, spicy, right? Uh, smoochy time happens, and, he, and then Ezra's like, I got 15 minutes till class, and she's like, that's all we need. Uh, okay. And then uh, there's something said about, you know, Ezra thinking too much or so, someone thinking too much in this relationship. I don't think these two think enough about really what's going on here, but uh, but they do they do what they're going to do in this office. Cut to Spencer and Hannah phone call. There's a little chat about this uh, shed. Spencer's telling Hannah, you know, hey, Jason locks the shed. Gotta be something terrible in there. Um, and then Hannah spots the PI and Caleb. And sure enough, Hannah's like, hey, Caleb, why are you talking to that cop? He's like, he's a PI. And even though I called this, when he says to her, someone hired the, this PI to find me, it was my mom. That that did hit me uh, in a way, uh, whether it's the actor's portrayal or Hannah's reaction or both, or just some other stuff I have going on in my personal life. That seemed to mean a lot to him, and it was it was, it was, it was well done. It was well done. Cut to the Hangout session. Uh, new characters alert. We have a lot of new characters here, uh, most of which we barely get names of, uh, as if we're supposed to know who these characters are. Although I think we might know... We did uh, We did meet. Shoot, who did we meet? Anyway, we'll get to their name. I, 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 we didn't meet one of these characters before, but a few of these others are, I think, are new. Anyway, we see someone. I think outside. Right? Is the shaky cam officially someone peeping in on them? There is a shot outside of shaky cam. Uh, again, either recording or peeping. We don't know. We get a text from A. So I'm assuming this person outside in shaky cam is the one that spots Emily. There's a weird like. I don't even say weird. It's a very innocuous moment where like I think Emily reaches over and this other uh, girl named Zoe has her hand out or something and like they you know brace hand touch hands or something it's very innocent a text is emily and says if zoe leaves without your digits your lab results go viral now we've already established that i don't think this threat is has any legs is any sort of a threat to emily um but full disclosure i play D and one big thing about D is you always go by the letter the letter of the of the text right that's that's how you interpret the request so if i'm emily in a situation if zoe leaves without your digits your lab results go viral okay very simple there's a lot of ways one could accomplish this task without the way things go down i'm getting ahead of myself again this is probably noel khan this is right up noel khan's alley he, he gets kicked out of this twisted stuff cut to the hastings household uh spencer's talking to her mom about the stick and buttercream you know why did he burn it you know etc etc is this, is this burning evidence and and a mom kind of surprises me here she says that she would do the same thing she would actually do the same thing and that in, in mom's head this was just a way i guess if i'm being generous in mom's head they think that ian was trying to frame spencer right? She totally believes the letter, right? All that that is valid. This was another way that Ian was going to try to frame Spencer. Heretofore, which by the way, I know is not a real phrase, but I like saying it. Heretofore, just get rid of it, right? He confessed to it. Whatever the truth is, who who gives a F? Let's just get rid of it. And then mom also gets upset that Jason's back in town. Like Spencer's like, why is everyone so mad about Jason? And <laughs> as everyone does in this show, much like Game of Thrones, actually, in a weird way, She's like, don't trust Jason, you know, stay away from him. And then she like leaves. That's how the conversation ends. And Spencer's like, I mean, Spencer's already not too, you know, keen on Jason. She does not get the whole thing with her parents, though. What's going on there? Cut back to the party. Emily runs to her room or I guess the shared room, whatever, calls Arya. And it's like, what do I do? What do I do? I got this. I got this text, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And Arya's like, bluff. I was like, great. Great idea. A doesn't have to know. A doesn't have a camera or a microphone in there. Just as long as A thinks the thing is accomplished we're fine right i was like great finally we have some good strategy here cut to hollis i guess Arya's been there all day waiting for ezra to be done with classes 
Uh, she bought a whole bunch of things from the vending machine, and Ezra's like, well, I guess, yeah, we'll eat this for dinner. And you can see in Ezra's face, he thinks something is up. Being the person he is, and since he did see it last time, I think he does put it together that that might have something to do with Jason. He absolutely doesn't know she had a sex dream about Jason, but I think he's putting it together. Cut back to Hannah. So we cut back to the party uh, with Emily, and Emily decides, I guess, not to do anything other than just pretend she's interested in Zoe. So the party's wrapping up. She's trying to like delay the game as long as possible. But uh, Samara's like, we got classes tomorrow. Uh, and I think there's another text that comes in and says TikTok or something. And so Emily just gives Zoe her number. Says, hey, why don't you call me sometime? And gives her her number. The friend who saw this go down is the same one that came with Samara, I think, to the fashion show. Please correct me if I'm wrong, audience. She has like reddish, uh, shorter length hair. Uh, we get her name later in my notes. I'll remember her name when we come up. But she sees... Emily gives Zoe her number, and Zoe's like, huh? Okay, <laughs> okay. Cut it back to uh, Ezra and Arya's spicy time. I get, again, they won't get me twice. I'm like, is this a sex dream? Sure enough, our, Ezra's face turns into Jason's, and uh, Arya had yet another dream. Uh, ding dong, uh, she's woken up. So Hannah and Caleb, cut to Hannah and Caleb. They're, they're looking up um, Caleb's mom, and I guess her mom's name is Claudia Dawson, and they look to see where she lives, a place called Montecito. Apparently, Oprah lives there. I don't know what that is in reference to, but apparently that's where Oprah lives. Uh, so they think she might be rich. Uh, Caleb doesn't really care about that, but Hannah's like, oh. Uh, and then uh, Caleb kind of changes topics. And I think it's hinted here, but it sounds like he may have to go there to see her, which uh, we address fully later, but that's kind of where the seed is planted that, I mean, obviously... She doesn't want to come here for whatever reason, or and that makes sense. So it's not like he may have to go there to uh, to actually see her in person. Cut to um, Arya's. Uh, Arya and Emily are there. Uh, Quinn. Quinn. Quinn is the friend that we saw. See, I knew I get her name in my notes later. Quinn told Samara. So Quinn told Samara that she saw Emily give Zoe uh, Emily's phone number, and Arya's like, "We'll call Samara. Just tell her what the hell's going on." Uh, Arya. It's easy to give advice, right? Uh, much harder to do it on your own. And uh, Emily's like, I've been avoiding her call all day. I, 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 I don't know, even know what to say. And then Arya tells Emily, BT Dubs had another Jason dream. And Emily's like, you want something from him. What is it? And Emily, at this point, as if we all here haven't figured it out, is like, oh, Arya just has a crush on Jason. That's what's going on. <laughs> Cut to Byron and Ella having a chat about Mike. They're at, they're at the home. And they're kind of having a conversation about what to do about, about Mike. And they're like, don't alienate him. And not sure, and you know, they're not sure he's present at school. I guess he was. I guess he's staying home from school for like a week. And there's some conversation about that. And apparently, he's not even present at school. So, so, so shoving him back into school doesn't seem to be the answer. And Byron gets really pissed. He's like, "That's it, right?" He storms up to Mike's room. He's like, "Open up, open up!" Uh, and Mike very slowly gets up and opens the door. Uh, quick content warning. Quick content warning. Uh, discussion of depression, possibly self harm. Um. So, so, so Byron walks in. Uh, feel free to skip, by the way, uh, or, or fast forward. So Byron comes in. He's coming in at, at like a 10, right? And Mike's at a 1. Now, we've seen Mike at a 10 as well. Eh, maybe not 10, but like an 8, right? So Byron pops in there. He's like, wait, get up out of bed. What are you doing? Come downstairs. And then as they're having this conversation, Mike is just goes back laying in bed and is almost unresponsive. And Byron's 10 is like dropping, like dropping, 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 dropping. Until Mike just stares at the slamp and says, can you turn the lamp off? And Byron gets this look in his face, and I didn't actually understand it initially. I mean, I did, but then there's context given later. And Byron sees that his son, there's something really, something serious is going on with his son, 
And Byron Byron deflates, and he's like, "We're gonna have dinner later. I'd love to see you come downstairs." He his mood completely shifts. He leaves. Come back to him in a moment. Come back to Emily's house, Emily and Hannah's house, and Samara comes in, and she's like, "Emily, talk to me. What the hell is going on?" Very upset, but more like what? Very confused. I would say more more confused and angry. And Emily just tries to make excuses, and she's like, "You know what? When you want to tell me what's really going on, let's have a conversation." And Samara leaves. Oh boy. I come back to Aria. Uh, Jason comes over. Uh, ding dong. And he says uh, there's a counselor that he's worked with named Nico Stamos. Again, a, a name for the future. Nico Stamos. That might be good for J- uh, for Mike to talk to. And then uh, Jason does that thing uh, where he touches her arm like uh, to console her. Uh, that is like, oh, uh, you know, that, that, that hits for Aria. And she's like, you know what? Uh, you should go. And Jason's a little confused, but he is ushered out the door with a quickness. Cut to the park. Uh, Hannah finds Caleb on a swing. I guess Caleb needed some time to kind of collect his thoughts. And Caleb is, you know, kind of taking this all in. And his, I guess one of his questions is, why did the mom wait until now? Why, why wait until he's, insert Caleb's age here? You know, why wait till now? And Hannah's like, you know, you should call your mom, which is very interesting as Hannah avoids calling her own father. But her advice to Caleb is, you know, ask her, talk to her. Come back to the Hastings. Emily is very sad about the whole Samara situation. Spencer and Emily are having a chat about it. Mom is going somewhere and, and later it's like, oh, okay, she's going to Philadelphia to see Melissa. Uh, I guess Melissa has a condo in Philadelphia. So so Chris, Chris, I'm saying this to myself. Please remember that because I keep forgetting where Melissa is. She's looking for something and, and Spencer's doing that thing. Be honest, people out there listening, you've done this when you were a teenager as well. You had something going on and you wanted your parent to kind of get moving. And so she's overly helpful. It's like, oh, did you forget it in there? Oh, did you check here? And Spencer's mom is completely oblivious to it. I'm pretty surprised, but she's like, ah, well, I guess Spencer's being helpful. Uh, she finds the thing and she leaves. And Spencer's like, okay, now the mom's gone. You and me, Emily, we have a new mission. We're going to break into that GD shed. And Emily's like, all right, well, I guess I guess, I guess so. Got back to uh, Ari's house. Uh, Byron's putting uh, out plates very sadly. Ella got some uh, takeout. And then something comes up. Again, content warning uh, here. Content warning. Uh, self-harm. Depression. This is the first time I think we've heard of Byron's brother. And it's very interesting how the show dealt with this topic. Nothing is said outright. No one says that Byron's brother, Scott, is now longer with us. And it's not overtly said that Scott, Byron's brother, uh, died by suicide. It's never said directly. Um, but now we know why Byron had that reaction inside Mike's room. There's something There's something about Mike's reaction that like hit Byron. And I was like, listen, Mike isn't Scott. And Byron's like, I just saw something there that made me think that. And he says, I think there's more going on here than we realize. I think coming out of this scene, we both, uh, both Byron and Ella realize that there's anger here, of course, right? there's disappointment, but they need the right touch. They need the right uh, handling of the situation. And uh, I forgot to say this earlier, but Byron made it very clear to Mike, do not lock the door. That, that's what hit for me. You're like, oh, okay, I, I see what's going on here. But for some reason, we're not saying the words. I don't know. Again, I'm very curious about the audience for the show, you know, and how and how you all out there talk about these topics. I think the show is is trying to deal with it, and I don't know, how, you know, I don't know how successful or not they are, but this is they're dealing with it. Cut to Spencer and Emily at the shed of doom. Um, again, I'm like, oh, Allie's got to be in here. So they get so they get inside the shed. A lot of weird things are in here. A lot of weird things are in here. They see a bottle of ketamine. They see sexy photos. I wrote in my notes. I, I don't. I guess it's pictures of Arya, and it looks like like he's stalking her. I guess I don't. It's a dark room, by the way. It's a dark room. 
and there's pictures of like it's but it's like a nose and like a mouth like you can't really see what's going on but they interpret these as photos of Arya very very creepy super creepy there's camera equipment everywhere surveillance equipment he looks like a right he looks like a right now so they hear uh they hear some noise outside and they take off running as you do uh, they both had flashlights. I believe Emily is the one who drops hers. And they knock a picture on the floor. So they leave. They run out. For some reason, Jason's first instinct is to go into his creepy shed. I, I don't know why. Um, and he goes in there. Sure enough. I don't even know if we needed to see all this uh, show. But we go through the motions of him seeing the picture that fell on the floor. Seeing the flashlight. And he makes a weird face. Come back to Hannah's. Uh, Caleb knocks on the door. And uh, he tells Hannah that he called his mom. And they didn't talk about why. The why yet. However, but there was, she did say, it's sorry it took so long. Mom said uh, Caleb's voice uh, sounds like his father's, which I guess might mean either the father is not, father's not in the picture or maybe he's no longer with us. I don't think we definitely know that. Um, and he said it was a very good conversation. And he was like, great, is mom coming here? And this is where this conversation comes up. Is mom coming here? And he's like, he's got to go there. He's got to go to California to see mom. And Hannah's like, when? He's like, tonight. I guess there's a, a car waiting outside. Um, and it's a very emotional scene. Uh, it looks like he's very torn by this. Uh, I will say, um, Hannah is very supportive in this moment. You know, she has had selfish moments in this moment. She's not, uh, but you can tell that they're both really sad about it at the same time. And he's like, I'll be back. And she's like, how do I know you won't stay there? And he's like, I have one very good reason to come back. So you feel like, I think it's very safe to say that for reasons in show production, etc., the Caleb performer has to leave for a little bit. I think we'll see him come come back for sure. Uh, there's a smooch, and then there's a double I love you. I love you, I love you too, and we have a second smooch. They, have they said the L word yet? Well, if they haven't officially, here we go. And kind of to wrap this up, I, Caleb has grown quite a bit, hasn't he, since uh, we first met him? And has Hannah. I think the two of them are helping each other uh, weather extremely weird situations. Let's put A to the back burner again. Go to my fictional show where A is not a plot at all in the show. Um, Caleb is meeting his birth mother. Hannah has uh, divorced parents. Uh, one's remarrying. All, all that's is lots going on. I think they've turned into a good support system for each other. What's great about this next scene is that in a vacuum, it would be it would be so innocent, and now we have all this added context. So well done, show. But Ari is walking down the street. Jason pulls up. I think it's at nighttime, so he pulls up in his uh, drop top, and. <laughs> it's very it's actually it's so, it's so well done because again in a vacuum it's so innocent but he stops the car and he gets out and in, and, I, and i got like tense in my chest i was like what the what is going to happen here and he comes right up to her and says someone broke into my shed which is kind of a weird thing to run around to someone in their car and, and talk about but he's and harry's like oh i'm so sorry to, i'm so sorry to hear that i don't know what you know and then we kind of pan over to see of all people Garrett undercover and Jenna basically stalking one of them or both of them. And they're saying like, if Jason remembers, we're kind of screwed. And like, he won't, et cetera, et cetera. Sounds like Jenna wants to be sure Jason doesn't remember something. Again, too easy for them to be the villains of this. I just, I can't buy it. I can't buy it. Cut to the Hastings. Spencer and Emily are absolutely freaking out. They're texting, calling everybody. But, you know, Arya is literally talking to Jason uh, Hannah is having an emotional moment. Arya and Jason. Uh, Jason goes in for a smooch. A smooch, which surprised me. And then we cut to Hannah. She's calling her dad and she leaves a voicemail. 
you know, there's this very chaotic, chaotic situation going on here. And Hannah has this uh, huge emotional breakthrough. I kind of wish that it was spaced out a little bit differently just so we could feel it. But at the same time, very well done again show. And then uh, for some reason, Spencer, I'm like, you know, let's go back to the shed because we should probably maybe pull some stuff out for evidence, I guess. Right. So they run back there. Uh, we know that they're relatively safe because Jason is smooching Arya on the street. Spencer and Emily return. Of course, the key is gone, uh, but the door is open. The shed is completely empty, except for a single flashlight and sitting in the center of the room. And then for our button, we see someone prepping a photo very meticulously in, in, a, in a dark room. And it's a photo of Emily and Spencer from like uh, the back of the shed, as if there was some sort of apparatus there that took their photo. That's what we see. So what do we think? How do I, as Chris watches Pretty Little Liars, justify what I saw in that shed with me thinking Jason is completely innocent? I do not have an answer for that. He obviously, I don't know who else could have even been doing that. The only other person possibly could be would be Allison. You know, there's no, there's no good, there's no good excuse coming out of that situation. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck there. That said, it's too easy that Jenna and Garrett are the big villains here. Who is the big villain? I don't know. I do think Emily's, um, I think Ace Threat was very empty. I think Emily could have played that for, to, to, to make A a fool. I just really hope they get Noel Khan. I Just get this guy off the street. I don't know if I can stand five more seasons of him doing this stuff. It's, it's killing me. Here's what I'll leave with. I would be so impressed if the big twist with Garrett and Jenna is that they are instrumental in covering up Allison's fake death. That all of this nonsense, everything that we've seen here, Granted, it may be that Allison blackmailed them, sure, but that the entire situation here is only because they are trying to keep her faked death a secret. And maybe Jason's amnesia is because he knows Allison's alive. So all my theories about Allison being in the house, right, all that's gone. Wherever Allison is, it's not there. But he actually remembers not only that she's alive, but that Jenna and Garrett are integral in said cover-up. I've been Chris. I'm on Instagram at Magoogs, Twitter at Magoogs, occasionally twitching at Mac to the Gow. I've been a little bit lazy last week. I don't know. I'll get back to it. I I probably maybe this weekend sometime. And yeah, I've said way too much. (laughs) 